Hello what? Out of the box. I've had that, okay, one, it's been stuck in my head for about two hours now, because it kind of goes hard, but uh, also, I was stuck in a box in Blackboard Collaborate for an hour, and <laughs> steadily losing my mind during a webinar, so <laughs> that's you, just kind of where my brain was. And you somehow got out of the box? Yep. That, that... <laughs> I want to get out of the box, <laughs> out of the box. Do you then, like, from here, move on to the rest of those franchises? Like, are you are you going to start, like, hearing Bear in the Big Blue House in your head or something like that? Or maybe, like, Rolly Poly Oli? I, so, when I woke up, like, I, I watched the heck out of Rolly Poly Oli when I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. it came on at 7.30, and I got up at 7.30. He's small and short and round. Um, Bear in the Big Blue House came on at, like, 6.30. Oh. Maybe I got up at 7 and that was really poly and then 6.30 was Bear in the Big Blue House because I mm-hmm. only ever caught the tail end of it. It was always still dark outside. I think Little Mermaid was on before it was oh, and that was Lord. like a, I will watch that because I'm sick and I can't go to sleep so I'm laying downstairs watching you know, Disney. Uh-huh. What became Disney XD. Yeah. Um, or whatever it is now. I think it's still Disney. Is it still Disney XD? It, it is but, I, well I think it is anyway. I don't know. We, we don't have that channel. Yeah, we, we haven't had... I mean, I haven't watched the Disney channel in, I don't know, six years, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have much experience with Bear in the Big Blue House. It was just... If it was on TV, I was like, oh, it's early. Uh, I feel you. I feel you. I loved Rolly Poly Oli, though. Yeah. Big out, fan. Big out-of-the-box stand, though. That stuff was fun. It came on later, didn't it? Like, later in the day, later in the morning? It was like a morning-afternoon kind of thing, from what I recall. Yeah, I didn't get to see many shows. Like, I saw them occasionally, but I didn't... It was really only, like, before I was going to preschool and such like that. Mm-hmm. I remember a very brief window of time where that was, like, my shit. But beyond that, nah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't... I mean, when I think back to children's shows that I stand as a child mm-hmm. uh i mean blues clues yeah for sure little bear yep franklin mm-hmm. nickelodeon like i was like i loved disney movies but by and large i was a nickelodeon child except for like emperor's new school see i liked that i never watched that like that was that was past my time uh when i was still watching that like for me it was stuff like uh even stevens or like sister sister or, oh well yeah you know, a lot of the live action stuff that's so raven mm-hmm. phil the future i loved phil the future nope didn't watch that no was it too late too late oh okay yeah. rocket power from nickelodeon yeah rocket power was it like, rocket that power was, was great woogity, woogity, woogity. yep 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 yep, yeah. yep if i that would that also aired pretty early in the morning because mm. i remember getting up early to catch some of it when i was like in late elementary school early middle school because mm-hmm. at that point it had slowly kind of been phased out so it had been moved to like uh, earlier yeah. earlier time slots yeah. i would also get up at six in the morning when i was in high school so that i could watch angel reruns on tnt <laughs> it was not worth it not 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 a single not a single bit of it i am i've never seen buffy and i know that it's a huge like cultural touchstone yeah yeah people love it yeah i get that Mm -hmm. it is just so not for me so i don't know why i watched angel maybe i thought david boreanaz was cute but (laughs) like 
I guess it was dark and kind of edgy, yeah. and I was into that, because I really liked Charmed, which came on after that. Oh, uh, okay. Because I've seen all of yeah. Charmed. Maybe it's like you caught the tail end of an episode of Angel before Charmed, and I was like, oh, I'll look at that next time. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, but I think about all the times that I got up <clears throat> super fucking early just to watch that dumbass show, and I'm like, you could have gotten an extra hour of sleep, you little dumbass. <laughs> the things we do as children. Yeah, truly. Hi, welcome to Is It Teachable, where two English instructors try to find out what can and cannot be taught in the classroom. I'm Zach. I'm Morgan, and I no longer have the, uh, intro. It's yours whenever you want it, you just gotta take the talking stick. Yeah? Yeah, it's okay. Do you have a talking stick? Uh, it's, it's like metaphorical. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's a, it's a conceptual thing. You just have to, like, really visualize it in your head and just kind of, like, grasp it with your willpower. Okay, anime protagonist. Yeah, am I am I sounding like a youth leadership retreat yet? You okay? You are obsessed with either sounding like you've just walked out of a youth leadership retreat, I'll... or looking like you. Because we went into Target the other day, and you were like, "All of these shirts make it look like I've just been to a youth retreat." <laughs> no, no, no. That was the hairstyle. No, it was also the shirts, because I was like, this shirt's cute, this shirt's cute, and you were like, yeah, but they all look oh, like oh, wait, I'm wait, at wait. Bible camp. No, you're right, you're right. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's like, it's the khakis and, like, the t-shirt, and then the shirt, like, over it? Like, it, it, I don't know, man, it looks like I walked out of, like, an episode of McGee and Me or something. What is that? Or, like, the Donut Man. What is that? Okay, alright, I keep... Are those re- creepypasta <laughs> things? Like, the, the... Candle Cove? No, those are most definitely um, old, uh, you know, uh, Christian programming for kids. The Donut Man? The Donut Man, indeed. terrifying. Um, He's a man that made donuts, but then did, like, Christian allegories and shit. Oh, Uh, I thought it was, like, a giant personified donut. No, um, I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, but you know, you know that image that you see a lot on Twitter of like this weird fluffy roll with huge eyes and an unsettling smile. It's usually got like a little bit of a red tinge over it. Yeah, doesn't it make like a screaming sound or? Sometimes something? I usually just see this still image, but but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's from the donut man. I remember like. A vine of the older woman being like, I like to spank my dough. Who's your daddy? And it would have, like, that that face over the dough. That's really good. Um, That's horrifying. I wonder if we can find it on YouTube. Maybe. I'll have to, I'll have to do that. As, now I want donuts, though. And yeah. that is unfortunate. Well, cause... To, to direct away from that. Yeah. Um, and to direct literally back to your original thing. On today's episode, we're really going to be going out of the box. That's also why I brought it up. Uh Mm Uh-huh. We're going to be working out of the box by teaching and talking about the five-paragraph essay format. Which is ass garbage. Ouchies. I hate it. I've never taught it. Ooh. Boo. Um, So, I mean, let's just start from the basic. Morgan, what's a five-paragraph essay? Bad. Um, A five-paragraph essay is something that, at least in my experience, I was introduced to it when I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And it was an introduction to getting your students to properly format and organize their thoughts. Yes. And if you, you know, when you're working with seventh graders and you put them in, you know, okay, you're only writing five paragraphs, here are the steps to do that thing. It's a good entry point mm-hmm. for writing. It gives them a good baseline. So then when they get into college, it becomes less about fit within these constraints or these time frames and more about, you know, how well are you articulating your information? How much research have you done to Uh help, you know, illustrate these points? 
So a five-paragraph essay, you have your first paragraph, which is your introduction. You have three paragraphs, which are your body paragraphs. And then Mm -hmm. you have a conclusion paragraph, which I don't even teach conclusions in my classes because I remember in high school, you know, my, my instructors, and granted I had, you know, different teachers. I wasn't, I was in like AP and you know, we were writing on very strict time limits for exams. Yeah. And my instructor was like, don't worry about conclusions. But she was also like, if you feel like you've reached a natural conclusion and you've said all you ne- you, you feel like you've you know needed to say, why would you go back and say the same damn thing over again over the course of like three sentences? What's the point? Right. And I was like, wow, yeah, I'm super into that. Real cool. And unless you're looking at like an academic paper mm-hmm. in a scholarly journal where they have an entire conclusion section, by and large, I don't think they're really that needed anyway. So I don't think I've even written a five paragraph essay past maybe my freshman year of high school. Because that, after that, my instructors were like, yeah, no, we're, we're finished with this. Yeah. Largely speaking, same here. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really actually taught a five-paragraph essay until I started teaching at a, the community college level. Right. Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, I, I think that's for a lot of different reasons. If you think about the five-paragraph essay, if you just do, like, a fun little cursory search uh, for a five-paragraph essay on Google, just, like, as a little hee-hee-ha-ha, uh, you might find articles like, uh, it's time to kill the five-paragraph essay. Wow, and did I, other did things, I ghost write like that? that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I saw that. I was like, hmm, um, hmm, I have a murder in my midst. Um, but, you know, the, the core idea is that, you know, if you look up teaching the five-paragraph essay, a lot of it's like, how to teach the five-paragraph essay to your fifth graders and things like that. Uh-huh. And it kind of, you know, as you mentioned, it is often a, you know, elementary or like middle school, school kind of exercise yeah. for writing um there it is, works for them i think using it there is a great idea yeah for sure and the fact of the matter is you know with the five paragraph essay you know i you know having been at the community college level now teach it as in the base level comp class like our our first major assignment that's the first big essay they have to write mm-hmm. and i understand you know, why some people might be against it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of complaints that people have about the five-paragraph essay. Yeah, You've listed I, a fair I, few. I see that you have a highlight section. Yeah, highlights uh, include from some research I did and, you know, looking up some shit about this. Folks say it kills student creativity. It puts students into bad habits of writing. Uh, that students don't learn to write from the five-paragraph essay. They only learn where to put certain elements and pieces of writing into a format. Um, it is a, quote, helpful but contrived exercise. Or, quote, there may be no greater enemy to quality writing than the five-paragraph essay, end quote. Which what is I... a little... that That's a little extra, I think. Yeah, all that, I think that... That penultimate comment is particularly interesting because I'm looking at your parenthetical citation, and that's from 91. Yeah. So the fact that, and I, I know it's, we're not saying anything new or revolutionary by saying, hey, the way that our education system is formatted, especially from like the ground up, not great. Yeah. And people have had these complaints for a long time. But that is interesting that this specific kind of model has been targeted since the 90s as like, this doesn't work. Yep. There's, there's been a lot of discourse about this particular style of writing. And mm-hmm. f- 
from a college standpoint, you know, a lot of the research I did and a lot of the studies and, well, less studies and more think pieces I found about the five-paragraph essay were coming from a university level. And we're saying, you know, we should not be doing this because, you know, one, college-level writers should be able to do this already. And two, college-level writers should be able to write in a more sophisticated way, or we should be teaching them to write in a more sophisticated, nuanced, creative way. And that is all well and good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like when I taught at a university level and was, you know, doing first-year comp, you know, I did not teach a five-paragraph essay. Right. Because, you know, if I were to teach a five-paragraph essay at that level, it would maybe be something we do for a week. As opposed to a full four-week unit that I'm doing at the community college that I teach at now. Mm-hmm. And it's for a lot of different factors. Like, students I had at universities that I taught at, by and large, knew what they were doing. Sure. I had a few times where I worked, like, with elements of this when I was teaching, like, a remedial course for students that needed some extra work. But, like, I mean, by and large, you know... The, most of those students could do it. And so considering that, yeah, I, I, I get a lot of the, you know, complaints about the five-paragraph essay. We don't really necessarily need to do it there. But God almighty, getting to a community college level is very different. And sure. I think that a lot of folks that are, you know, bringing up critiques of the format might not necessarily understand what it is to teach, you know, you know, maybe like first generation college students that only just barely scraped up enough money to go to just a community college mm-hmm. where they might not have experience teaching non-traditional students that maybe have been out of the classroom for decades and have not had to write anything and have not written anything in decades. Or they might not have experience teaching in Appalachia or other regions where, you know, the educational system is not exactly up to par as yeah. much as it probably should be compared to regions around it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get it. But from, and just to play small devil's advocate, the five-paragraph essay helps out a lot of students that I have mm-hmm. just because it is, in one way, a bit of a confidence booster for them to actually get them started writing. Because, you know, if I say, all right, we're just writing five paragraphs to get you started and to get you acquainted with things like having a strong thesis statement, getting good topic sentences, crafting a good focused paragraph with just one central idea. Mm-hmm. Getting those ideas under their belt and being able to work with those different concepts helps them immensely. Um, now, would I say that beyond that we should do that format? Fuck no. I actively say, okay, this is specifically just to get you started writing and to get you acquainted with principles of writing. We're not going to you know, use this as a crutch going forward. So in that sense, I think it can definitely be helpful. There are a lot of issues there, though, you know, largely dependent on the student. So like, you know, if some students might go in and write that first thing, if they internalize it as, okay, well, this is the way to do writing, then that there's not a whole lot you can do about that. That's that's the one issue that, and this is fun, we've never disagreed on something before. Um, not on the podcast anyway. We have in plenty of other areas, but, um, one of the issues that I have with it is, you know, if you, then, you, and, you know, you kind of just talked about it. If you do that in the first unit or the first week or the first two weeks, 
then you run the risk of, and I already encounter this, and I don't teach it. Mm-hmm. I'll have a student send me a quote-unquote paragraph, and it's three sentences. And I'm like, you know that's not what a paragraph is. Yep. But if you teach a five-paragraph essay, then you have to also, you know, paragraphs are at least five sentences. I do not put up with that shit. I'm like, no, you know what a paragraph, like, we go over, you know, a paragraph, it doesn't matter, you know, it should be at least five sentences. Yeah. But, you know, I have entire models where it's like, your first sentence should do this, your second should do this, Mm -hmm. this is your topic sentence, here's where you further explain your topic sentence, here's where you introduce your source, here's where you use, you know, information from that source as a supporting detail, Mm -hmm. here are at least three sentences more where you talk about the significance of that detail, here's your topic, or here's your transition. So... And I just, I don't want to sound callous, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to approach it as, you know, well, you guys probably haven't done this before, so I'm going to give you something super easy, and then I'm going to expect you to completely flip-flop to that two units later, because in my experience, it's unrealistic. And that's not the student's fault, mm-hmm. because they've been out of school for X amount of time, or their, you know, previous instructors have failed them in some way, which sounds really mean, but... That's once you're, just how it is. Yeah, once you're in the, you know, instructor field for so long and you hear so many stories of students who are like, yeah, I've never written an essay. Yeah, I've never done this. It just, it gets to a point where it really pisses you off. Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to show them, okay, here's what you probably should have been doing in high school to build this foundation. Now I expect you to do something completely different. Like, I just, I don't want them, I don't want to teach them to do something and then completely put a line through it and be like but we don't do that in college so we're done now we're not doing this well sure and i understand that but like the way i kind of see it is that if you work with it there you know i I don't look to say okay we just don't do this anymore i would Mm -hmm. say this is the very smallest roughest of starting points for any kind of writing Mm -hmm. because you know with five paragraph essay you know it's introduction three specific points and then a conclusion what you can do from there is look at it and say, okay, what you want to do with further essays is to kind of, like, blow this up. Yeah. Like, expand it. Not just have, like, you know, you're not going to have three pair, three fucking huge paragraphs all each dealing with one point when you're writing larger essays. That's stupid. No. But you have to understand that, you know, this is how you would want to format it. You want to have maybe specific chunks of several different paragraphs approaching one particular point yeah using evidence and sources etc and i mean realistically speaking it can be difficult to actually get it to that point and honestly after doing some additional like reading and research on this i'm a little wary of it going into this new semester because i'm like i mean yeah i i like it but i do see some of the points that people bring up about this Mm -hmm. it's just it's a hard crossroads point for me to look at because I look at what a lot of my students have done and it has really genuinely helped them. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of looking at that and then looking at, you know, what other professionals in the field have to say. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, I hate to say that like my experience says otherwise, cause you know, we pretty solidly try to go against like, you know, experience and anecdotal evidence as opposed to like solid shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird place to be in. I yeah. Guess. But I mean, if you've got 
and, and you made this comment earlier, a lot of it depends on the students that you have. And you yeah. can typically gauge how that's going to go within the first week. Yeah. You've got students that you know are, are driven and are going to, more importantly, put forth the effort. It doesn't matter how functionally good they are mm-hmm. at writing. If they're going to try, then I think that maybe this could work because they could see, okay, here's where I started, here's where I am now. Yeah. And they could you know chart their progress through that. But if half of your class is not going to be willing to you know put forth that later effort to make their work better and it's yeah. just going to look at that five paragraph essay and be like oh okay cool i'm i'm finished now this is all i'm going to do mm-hmm. then you know ultimately it's up to you to gauge what your students are going to do and how how hard they're going to be willing to work not that you should work your students to the bone because you shouldn't um but there is a certain level of effort there that students have to put in yeah sure so i i guess with that in mind um you said that you had an activity of sorts to work with the five paragraph essay okay so hear me out okay all right so with the five paragraph essay and we've talked about you know scaffolding and things like that before on this podcast where it's like you learn to do one thing so then you can do the next thing and the next thing so it's all about building something yeah and putting together a paragraph is functionally the same thing because you are using different individual units of writing so different paragraphs to create a larger thing Mm -hmm. so so what if we bring in, and this would have to, I mean, this would, you'd have to find several of these, and they would have to be not that expensive, um, which I think could be done, because I think you could get, you know, any number of things on, I hate to give more money to the Amazon machine, but it's unfortunately one of the most convenient and affordable things right now. Um, if you've got small pieces of furniture and put students into groups... And then gave them the unput together pieces of furniture. And like, okay, just follow, just follow along, just hear me out. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm listening. So on the little pe- the pieces of the furniture, you could put like, so you could have a five paragraph essay like ready to go. And print it. And cut it out into chunks. And then tape certain parts to the different parts of the furniture and students would have to put it together based on oh okay which part goes first how do these things work together so then when they're finished look at this visual thing that you have made papers do the same thing because my classrooms are really big on like visuals which is why i have like kickballs and big inflatable balls and we go outside and all kinds of stuff so i think that would be again you might be looking at like a hundred dollars but um i've been known to drop money on class stuff so you, you you do it once and then you have it forever if it works well and then if it doesn't you're out of hundo um but i think that could be fun because you could like students could visually put something together and if they can link paragraph structure and writing different paragraphs to a larger idea that i think it's going to be make you know it's going to make everything easier in the long run because that's one of the things that i've always struggled to really get through with like for students is if you're not just writing this to meet a length requirement. You're mm-hmm. not just writing this because I told you to do so. Every single paragraph has to work together. Like, and they all have to work together with their transitions and, you know, with the ideas they're trying to convey to help convey your main idea, to convey your thesis statement. All of your controlling ideas should be working together. Right. So if they can see that visually in something that probably all of them are familiar with, because we all own at least a chair, uh-huh. then I think if we can, you know... See how this works with, like, physical stuff? You're going to be doing the same thing with your writing. <laughs> I love the idea. Yes. 
Um. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um. Yeah, think... That's usually your response to most of the class activities that I do. Well, I mean, I, I mean, to to a degree, yes. Most of yours are not quite so cost prohibitive, <laughs> or also <laughs> most of them okay. are probably not going to require you to like get several other students to help you ferry the like class shit. No, into the no, room. I'm see. That's why I'm not thinking big things. I'm thinking like a children's lawn chair. Or, like, stuff that you could hold in, like, a bag on your shoulder. Like, really, really easy stuff. Mm. Alternatively, you could go get a model car or a Gundam or something. <laughs> just some kind of... It doesn't have to be furniture, but some yeah, kind of... it's basically, if you build it, it works. If, yeah, if you thing. build it. So, just, like, slap, you know, different parts of that essay on, you know, and uh -huh. then have them put it together based on, oh, okay, this goes first, these two things look like they work together in terms of the writing, how do we get them visually to connect with one another? Right. I yeah. think that that could be... It doesn't have to be furniture. Mm -hmm. I think furniture's fun because we just put together a bunch of furniture. But, yeah, you're right. Depending <laughs> on... I was not thinking of something... I'm, $100 I'm dollars in class materials isn't a lot for me, but I also understand that for different yeah. people, that's, you know, that's going to vary. Um, so I think, you know, if you have just small things that require some assembly like mm -hmm. go to the dollar store get some kids toys yeah that have to be put together and give them to the, your students you know in groups and be like okay put them together yeah. using the using the writing that i don't know i think i think that that could work but this is also coming from somebody who doesn't have any experience teaching the five paragraph essay but i do have experience with hands-on activities that do mm -hmm. require you know snipping essays apart and having students put them back together i've had tons of students do that in different forms of activities so i do know that that can work yeah same so here. i think that i don't know i don't think it has to be cost prohibitive i think the way that i would <laughs> no. do it is different from other people would do it but again you can go to the dollar store yeah. just find something that has to be put together in some way and use the five paragraph essay not as like you mentioned earlier as a crutch for students but as a here is a good example on a small scale of how all of the writing works together. Let's continue to build on this later. Yeah, it's a good illustrative idea. And I think that it would really work to convey a lot of the core mechanics of, like, that it is specifically meant to show off the building process and mm -hmm. the additive process of writing. Not necessarily, like, this is the gold standard for doing that. Right, And, and right. I think that that would be a good way to illustrate that. Yeah. I think the thing about the five-paragraph essay at this point is that um, I believe that at the end of our discussion, we have found out there are some nice uses of it, but there's not a whole lot to it beyond that. Right. But what, mm -hmm. what did you have? I brought research and an existential oh, crisis oh, to the episode. You're full of shit! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what do you mean a full shit? I brought a text. I brought a whole piece of furniture. <laughs> I brought uh, a whole part of the Library of Congress. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, with... I've taught the five-paragraph essay so much now that it's just... I guess there are other ways that you can do it, but teaching the five-paragraph essay with, like, a specific text and not a piece of furniture feels like... A little weird. I, I think you'd have to find something that specifically looks to build in a particular way that, that would work like that. That, or you'd have to find something very, very short. Like, if you could find, like, a short 
film or like a short story that you wanted to use and then mm-hmm. like have them but even then that requires some knowledge of like short stories yeah. and the the form and function and, and like what's going on there and that's and the thing that's what i'm talking about the, the fact of the matter is you know adapting something to a five paragraph essay format requires a weird specific amount of work to it that mm-hmm. doesn't really translate well to any like I, I would say conventionally useful writing skills across mm-hmm. the curriculum. So like I, I I agonized over like an activity, and you know it was just in a lot of ways it's something you just got to do. And, and the fact of the matter is like you know you can do a five paragraph essay in a couple different ways. I mean like you could have a very short five paragraph like persuasive piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, the the essay that students have to do is, you know, a five-paragraph essay on, like, why is their career trajectory currently a good fit for them? And they have to have three good reasons for why that career is a good fit for them specifically, and they have to defend that and, you know, back that up. So they have to have a specific topic and, you know, particular backing for each of them. But that in and of itself is like a personal writing thing. There's not any research or anything else involved in it. So, you know... A lot of it just depends on how you do it, or like you know what its what its purpose is. Why is Elijah kicking his own head? I don't know. He's purring, like he's having a good time. Yeah, I mean his his tail's wagging. I just all right. I hate that you do this. Why Such do you a fucking weirdo do this? But anyway, yeah, like how? <laughs> but is it time for you to go? Say I just got here. Yeah, I know. Is it time for you to go, Lelouch? Hold on, we have to exercise the demon. Be right back. Alright, the dust is cleared. Demon's gone. Um, but yeah, uh, five paragraph essays, man. Okay, so you made a really interesting comment about the fact that like you struggled to find like an activity to do. And part of me is like, is that not indicative of a problem? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, part of you know this whole thing, because I was like, yeah, I can do an activity for this. And I was like... Oh shit, this is uh, yeah. unreasonably difficult to find anything beyond this to like actually apply it to. That's one and, of the core issues, I think, with five paragraph essays is like they're not born out of anything. Yeah. There's no they just, are. They, they just exist. And that's the kind of thing that is incredibly hard to teach because how you don't want to go into an English class and be like, it is what it is and then, <laughs> you know, just tell students, No, you have to do it this way, but that's it it's different with like an annotated bibliography where there's still some freedom for you know research and in that second Mm -hmm. paragraph you're either for for my students doing a rhetorical analysis for some students talking about here's how i'm going to use this in my future paper you know there's still some leeway in like putting in your own interpretation you're still functionally do i've said that so many times doing something that your students are doing something as a you know there are you still have to memorize the format annotated bibs still have to come in the way your you know your instructor asked and you know if your instructor is doing their job correctly they've given you at least two examples that you can review before you begin doing it so you know what it's going to look like and you should have gone over it in class but with a five paragraph essay it's just this is an essay and that's gonna if your students already have anxiety about writing essays that's just gonna make it worse well and the thing beyond that too is that you know, something like an annotated bibliography or an argumentative essay or anything else like that, you know, a memorandum, like whatever the fuck, has some kind of purpose and function 
beyond this is just an essay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those are things that can be, you know, valuable skills in the workforce and a bunch of other shit like that. And they give you a good opportunity to talk about genre conventions. Yeah. So with something that is just like, I don't know, you're probably never going to have to actually write a five paragraph essay outside of, you know, this space, mm-hmm. you know, outside of, you know, your time in college or anything else, you know, it just kind of gives a sense of, but well, why do it, I guess. Right? Yeah. So, especially at a community college level, mm-hmm. a lot of students are like, I'm here to do this very specialized thing yeah. that I'm very passionate about. I'm, I've had, I mean, I had students who refused to do work in previous semesters and I've been like, hey, you need to do this, like, please get this in. And they've been like, well, I'm not going to write anything after this class anyway. And I'm like, you're completely and totally incorrect. Yeah. But like, if they've already got that attitude, then something like this is just going to make it worse. Yeah. So what did I bring to the table, you ask? I brought a Research. transformative experience you, where you know I went what? from one end of the spectrum to another. You did. Look at that. So, the transformative power of podcasts, baby. Good radio changes lives. You're assuming that anything we've ever done is good radio. Oh, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am under no... I'm under no illusion there. All right. So, should we find out what we're doing next week? Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's um, do it. Let's see here. We Seven. are no no five paragraph essay again. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Eleven. It is just book. a straight up book. Okay. Ooh, fun. Okay. That is very very broad. I've been oh reading. Oh boy. I've been reading so many books lately. You've been reading a fuckload. You're terrifying. I had to stop reading. Uh, because I I read a book a day and my bank account is like, please stop. <laughs> Don't do that. It's gotta, you gotta stop. And to be clear, I'm not going out in public and going to a bookstore. I have a Kindle. So Your I'm just Kindle's doing about it that to way. explode. My, yeah, my Kindle's ready to end itself. Yeah. Uh, do you have any last words to say about the five paragraph essay or anything Don't. we've discussed? <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm approaching this from a shallow standpoint like i do think it has some merits at the community college level but based on the experiences that i've had i just i don't want to start them with something like this and then flip the tables on them and be like but actually i expect xyz out of you i just feel like that would be completely unfair to them i may i like to do a writing sample for my students every first week or so I think I may use the five-paragraph essay as a baseline for the writing diagnostic to see if they can put that together and see if they can adhere to form and function of writing. That'd be a good idea. Transition into something else because Mm -hmm. if it's just a diagnostic, you know, then it's to look and see. Okay, well, can you do this format? Mm -hmm. If so, cool. Now we're actually going to move on to something substantial. I think that'd be a good idea if you use it as an activity and less of like an actual like assignment. I think that could be a good idea. Yeah, because, again, like, I still think there's some benefit to it, but you have to find the right format for it. And Mm -hmm. I think that might be a good way to approach it. Yeah. So. Sick, dude. Well, I can't wait to reach my ultimate English professor form by bringing a book to the next episode. In true English major fashion, we go in books. We're truly really going out of the box for this one I think. back into the box <laughs> get back in there <laughs> well thanks for listening to our um you know recorded assassination of an assignment um we're probably not gonna do that next week because <laughs> we can definitely teach a book 
a lot more confidence than I do. <laughs> as, I mean, okay, so I've never, I, as a grad student, never taught with a textbook. I just don't like teaching with textbooks because there are so many resources that are readily available, that are free online, that students can use. I just don't like making students spend money. Um, but as an adjunct, I have zero rights, so I have to do whatever <laughs> I'm told to do. Um, and getting used to, I mean, teaching with a book is difficult. I'm cool to teach with anything else, but I, I get a book in my hands and I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I know what chapters I'm gonna, but there are, for comp, I just, I'm, I'm skeptical because those are a lot of, I mean, I don't want to go too into this Save conversation. Save it for next week, I just, uh, with You have so many non-majors in the class looking at them and being like, okay, I want you to read this chapter and we're going to do X with it next time. They're like, no. Uh, okay, so translation, Morgan's scared and Zach is very be... confident. <laughs> Zach is like, I can teach a book. And I'm like, I don't think I can teach a book. Morgan, Morgan spooked out of her pants. I can use books as supplemental material as of right now, but the idea of teaching with an entire book, admittedly, not my favorite idea. Heck, well, you got a week, baby. Eee! <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't, I don't know, It's man. me on the inside. It's just like your soul's escaping a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little soul dribble. Yeah. What? <laughs> my mouth. No, you know what? No, <laughs> we're just, we're just, this is a, I have no. to go put together a course map for my hybrid course webinar. I, I have gotta... to exercise her now, so. Deuces. I was, was going to say literally anything from the exorcist, and then I was like, Zach's just going to cut it, so what's the point? <laughs> say what you want, baby. No. Get it out there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting that. <laughs> Love you all. Bye. <laughs>